Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in Greenville, South Carolina, ready to help you with any of your real estate needs in this area. You can find all of my contact information in the show notes in the description of the show. Uh, that is how you can reach out to me, reach out to me at any time. Don't feel bad. If I can't respond right away, I won't. I'll respond when I can. Uh, but I'm not one of these realtors that checks out um, at 6 p.m. on Friday and then says, hey, I'll get back with you on uh, Monday morning at 8. That's not the way I run my business. Uh, so don't feel bad if you need to reach out to me uh, after hours, on weekends, whatever. I work all the time. Um, and please, if you like this show, please subscribe to it. Please leave a five-star rating. Please leave a short little review. There's only a couple of apps that allow you to do that, but thankfully the vast majority of my subscribers are using those apps, which are Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please do that when you get the opportunity. Today we are going to wrap up our mini-series on Greenville area overviews, and we're going to cover a lot of ground in this episode because there's a, if, if you haven't noticed, there's a lot of areas that we haven't talked about yet. Um, so we need to jump right in and talk about, for starters, the area of Taylor's. Taylor, South Carolina, uh, for the past year, had a median sale of $310,500 with a low of $80,000 and a high of $1.9 million. So that's very affordable. That's actually right pretty close to what the median for Greenville as a whole was. Now, I've had people ask me what downtown Taylor's is like. Listen, there is not a downtown Taylor's. Um, there is, it, it's just not, I, I guess I should say it this way. When we're talking about downtown areas like Greer, like Simpsonville, like Traveler's Rest, they have a distinct, defined downtown. Taylor's just does not have anything comparable to that, to these other downtowns that we have in Greenville County. Now, that's not to say there's nothing to do in kind of the, the downtown-ish area of Taylor's. Um, they recently converted the Taylor's Mill into a hipster, cool little area with a brewery, axe-throwing, CrossFit. I think there's even a church that meets there. Um, and I mean, that place is, it's not going to be for everyone. You're, you're kind of like driving through a neighborhood and then all of a sudden you're at this, what looks like an abandoned mill. Um, massive, massive abandoned building. Um, but it's not abandoned. They, they've been converting a lot of it into these cool little hipster things to do. And, uh, and, and it's really neat. It's, it's a place that a lot of people go every week for different things. Um, and Taylor's as a whole is very central to a lot of things in Greenville County. And so having that there, uh, is, is really nice for people that are just wanting to, that, that live in Taylor's that are just wanting to hop over for, uh, for CrossFit or, you know, want to get a drink and do some axe throwing or, or whatever, you know, just for a little date night or guys get together, or whatever the case may be, um, it, it's a nice option. Um, but generally speaking, Taylor's is not super commercial, and that's why it doesn't really have a true downtown area. Taylor's is generally houses and churches. Um, there are some decent parks nearby, um, and the pavilion uh, has an ice rink, which is cool, and some other things to do. Um, but ultimately, people aren't moving to Taylor's because of all the things to do. For the most part, what's great about Taylor's is that it's pretty affordable by the standards of Greenville County, 
and it's just close to everything. I mentioned before that east side Greenville and the west side of Greer are convenient to everything. Well, guess what? Taylor's is literally wedged right in between those areas while also being substantially cheaper than both of them. The west side of Greer, as we talked about before, had a median price point of 320000 Actually, we didn't talk about that because I, I accidentally left that off. Um, so that west side of Greer, that kind of Riverside School District part of Greer, had a median price point of 320000 East side Greenville had a median price point of 360000 But Taylor's is only 310000 um, despite literally being wedged in those areas. So why is it cheaper? Well, there's a variety of factors. Um, uh, but a lot of it comes down to, in my opinion, two things. And you, you, there, you could probably debate whether these two things are the two things or whether there are other factors or whatever the case may be. But this is just my opinion from uh, having been a realtor to a lot of people who have looked in this area at a lot of homes over the years. Uh, first off, the homes tend to be a bit older and smaller than the other areas. Uh, so you get a lot of brick ranches in this area. There are some newer subdivisions, but in general, when you're driving through Taylor's, a lot of the homes are, you're not going to find a lot of 2,500 square foot homes uh, that have been built in the past 20 years. It's kind of like the polar opposite of Five Forks, for instance, that we talked about uh, in last week's episode. Um, and a lot of these homes have been inhabited by the same people for years. You've, you've got a lot of the elderly population that just haven't moved. Uh, they they like that area. They know that they're not going to be able to afford to move anywhere else that is anywhere near there. And so they stay in their house for a very, very long time. And then eventually, uh, perhaps they pass away or perhaps they reach a point where they need to, uh, to get their money out of the house. And so they put it on the market and there's a lot of deferred maintenance uh, that the new purchaser has to handle. Hence, the price point being cheaper. That's my opinion, um, having uh, having sold a lot of homes in Taylor's as to why primarily it, uh, it, it is cheaper than some of these other areas. I would also say, I think part of what plays a factor into this is that Taylor's also doesn't really have an identity. Um, Eastside Greenville and... Uh, Riverside School District part of Greer gets such positive feedback because of the award-winning schools that both of them have, the variety of grocery stores, the the good restaurants, um, etc. And so Taylor's kind of gets lost in the shuffle, but it's right in the middle of all of those things. Um, and so it's not like it's inconvenient to any of those things. Um, and as far as schools, I'm not aware off the top of my head of any Taylor's specific schools that have won any awards, but I, n- I have had a lot of clients over the years that ha- have had children in the Taylor schools that rave about those schools. Um, and again, with its centrality to everything, there really isn't an issue with accessing grocery stores, shopping, or anything like that. Now, I will say there is a major difference. You feel a major difference if you're in Taylor south of Wade Hampton Boulevard versus north of it. North of it, North of of that highway tends to be a bit cheaper because it's not quite as convenient to things as the southern part of Taylor's. But in general, some of the best bargains in real estate, in my opinion, for the upstate of South Carolina come in the Taylor's area, particularly if you don't need a large house, since most of the housing in Taylor's is going to be less than 2,000 square feet. Um, From Taylor's, we have, I'm going to transition very quickly over to Malden. 
Uh, now, Malden, the reason why I'm doing Malden on the heels of, of Taylor's is that it's an extremely similar area to Taylor's, in my opinion, an area that hasn't really had a, a clear identity, but it's super convenient to basically everywhere in the upstate, and it has a lot of smaller homes built 40 to 50 years ago. Uh, the median in Malden was even cheaper. The, the median price point for housing in Malden was 293000 with a low of 143500 and a high of... 85, uh, 850,000. Um, now that's a bargain. $293,000 uh, is well below the other medians we've looked at. It's well below the Greenville median. Uh, that is a really nice price for the upstate. Um, and the main difference between Malden and Taylor's beyond simply their location um, is that Malden actually does have something kind of resembling a downtown. Now, it's not a walkable downtown by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's not a, a part of downtown that you would go for the experience. Um, you know, you're not going to go there to look at art galleries or anything like that. But it's a great area for fast food, grocery stores, chain restaurants. And it actually has a few good little mom and pop restaurants as well, particularly of the ethnic variety. Um, so I, I really like downtown, if you want to call it that. I don't think anyone calls it downtown Malden. Um, but the little uh, downtown-ish, the central part of Malden offers a lot for those that live in Malden. It just makes shopping for basic stuff or for fast food or whatever very convenient. Um, but even if you don't find what you're looking for in that area, Malden is extremely convenient to... Woodruff Road, not to mention that it butts right up against I-385, so you can get anywhere quickly. Like I said, Malden is extremely convenient. Um, as far as parks are concerned, there are some small parks in Malden, uh, but really Lake Conesty Nature Preserve is right there, and that is really a fantastic option. Um, if you want to do go-karts, if you want to do arcades, um, that type of stuff, uh, Frankie's Fun Park which is a uh, cool little place that offers that, go-karts, arcades, that kind of stuff. It's right nearby, uh, right off of Woodruff Road, just a few minutes from Malden. So just the accessibility of Malden makes up for the lack of things to do right within Malden. Um, and again, we have some, some more affordable housing than we have in some other areas of the upstate, despite it being very convenient to a lot of things. And a lot of that, I think, is similar to Taylor's from the standpoint of a lot of older, smaller brick ranches and, and those style of houses. Although there's a lot of subdivisions in uh, newer subdivisions in Malden as well. Um, but also the lack of a clear identity definitely hurts Malden. Um, but it helps you if you're looking to move uh, and wanting something more affordable, uh, Malden has some things to offer. Now, I will say I've seen really a transition the past year, uh, past two years that people have started to r realize that. I mean, that 293000 median is dramatically higher than it was three years ago. Um, so people are starting to realize, oh, wait, Malden is uh, really a much nicer area than we've given it credit for. It it's offers a lot for the, a lot of bang for the buck. And so uh, it's starting to garner more attention than it has in previous years. So beware. Um, next on the list, and 
it might surprise some people that it's taken me this long to discuss this area. But next on the list is Traveler's Rest. Um, and people are going to be surprised by that because Traveler's Rest is probably, it is the only other, at least in my opinion, downtown that compares to Greenville, Greer, and Simpsonville. And so it's a very desirable spot for a lot of people. Um, but that being said, I looked at Traveler's Rest having its own episode, and I just determined that it just made sense to group it in with some of these others uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, so the median for Traveler's Rest the past year was 365500 with a low of 55000 and a high of $4.625 million. Um, if you're not a local, we locally call Traveler's Rest TR. Um, and TR is a lot more than what you see on a map. If you're just looking at TR, you know, just on Google Maps, it looks like a small area, but geographically, it's one of the largest areas in the upstate with TR addresses that go all the way up to the North Carolina border. I mean, it's it's truly crazy how far you can drive north and still be in Traveler's Rest. Now, unlike Malden and Taylor's, TR has a very clear identity. And this is one thing that, is cool about it is that it is an outdoorsy town um, in or at least around the mountains. So when you think of Taylor's, you're thinking outdoorsy and you're thinking near or in mountains. Those are kind of the, the two distinctive features of TR. And uh, those northern sections of TR are very much in the mountains. And it's really beautiful up there with a, a lot of great areas to hike and bike. Um, and you're not far from some areas that are really, really fantastic to hike and bike in, such as, uh, you know, Panthertown Valley and areas like that. Um, now, housing really varies dramatically in this area. There's not as many production-built neighborhoods as we find in some other areas, but there are some. Um, and there are plenty of older neighborhoods with houses built on land that are not in subdivisions. Now, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about downtown TR. This has really changed dramatically the past 10 years. I mean, nobody was clamoring to go to downtown TR 15 years ago. Um, but a lot of it has to do with one thing. We've talked about this in the past, but it was uh, Greenville converting the old railroad tracks that made up the Swamp Rabbit Railroad Trail, um, railroad track, into a paved biking trail that retained the name, the Swamp Rabbit Trail. Um, the trail begins, or ends, depending on how you think of it, in downtown TR. Um, and then it goes straight through downtown Greenville and, and just continues south from there. Um, so for, for many people, the trail essentially ends in TR because a lot of people are starting in downtown Greenville and then biking up to TR and then, uh, and then back. Um, and so what that means is that the people that are done biking or, or half done biking uh, once they get to downtown TR, which, if I remember correctly, I think that the it, I think it's about a ten mile uh, bike from downtown Greenville to downtown TR, and by the time you do that, uh, you really need to eat and drink, or at least I do. Um, I, I know that you've got these uh, these bikers that will bike for days upon days, uh, seemingly without eating or drinking. I don't understand that. Um, but if, if I'm biking 10 miles and I've done that bike before, actually funny story. Um, I did this, I, I've done it one time. I've done from downtown Greenville to TR and then back. 
Now, um, if you know me, um, I'm not a, uh, I, I am in the dad stage of life. So exercise uh, doesn't come first and foremost in my life as it should. Uh, well, I'm not saying it should be first and foremost. It doesn't have the priority that it should. Let me say it that way. Um, but I can grind out a 20-mile bike. Like, I'm not in such bad shape that I can't do that. Um, there are repercussions for the remainder of the week if I do that, but I can I can grind it out. Um, but because I don't bike very much, I did this bike. And downtown Greenville and TR have some great bike rental options, including e-bikes if you're into that kind of thing. It's not really necessary if you're doing the Swamp Rabbit Trail because it's so level. Um, but that that is an option for you. But um, I thought, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bike from downtown Greenville to downtown TR and then back. And then I'm going to grab a, a bite to eat and something to... Uh, I, I might grab something to drink in TR, but then I'm going to come back to Greenville and then grab a bite to eat in Greenville. Um, and normally that would be no problem for me. I mean, I, I do intermittent fasting and all of that. I don't have a problem uh, not eating for an extended period of time. That bike from downtown Greenville to downtown TR, like after after I was done with that 10 miles, I was like, I have to eat something. Um, I did not have, I, I was not going to make it back to, to downtown Greenville biking all that way without something in my stomach. Um, and going to TR, it's a slight uphill climb. Um, I mean, it's very level, but it's ever so slightly uphill. And then coming back, it's a little bit easier. It's ever so slightly downhill coming from TR to, to Greenville. Um, so that's nice. If you're going from Greenville to TR, you're getting the hard part out of the way early. Long story short, TR, because of it being that middle or final destination for so many people after biking, has a bunch of great mom and pop restaurants and some boutique places to shop. It's really become a little mini destination all of its own. And that's why I'm spending so much time talking about it. Uh, because a lot of people go to downtown TR just for that. Um, there's plenty of grocery store options. Um, and since we're talking about a place known to be outdoorsy, there's plenty of parks as well in the, the TR area. Now, outside of downtown, I've already mentioned that there are some very mountainous areas, some large tracts of land, etc. Um, there's not much else out there. So either... Uh, you want to live fairly close to downtown TR or you need to be prepared to commute to get to just about anything. And I mean, if you want to go from the northern part of TR to like Woodruff Road, it's going to take you a while. And and remember, Woodruff Road is one of the main shopping corridors of Greenville. So uh, you just have to, to be aware of that. TR is a little bit, even though it has a lot to offer, it's a little bit cut off from the rest of Greenville County. Now, I'd like to give a little shout out to Hotel Domestique, which is a very boutique. I think they only have like like 15 rooms or something like that. But it's a very uh, boutique hotel in the northern part of TR, uh, owned by the most famous cyclist in U.S. history, George Hincapie. Um, and uh, it's, it's really a unique, uh, incredible boutique hotel experience set in the mountains that kind of combines two very interesting things. It combines a look of Tuscan Italy, which you wouldn't expect in this area of Greenville County, um, along with a cycling theme. They even have a bicycle concierge on site, and they have different uh, different routes that you can do uh, depending on what level of difficulty of biking uh, that you are, are wanting to do. Oops, sorry. 
hit my mic there for a second. Um, it's a great staycation option for those that are interested in that. My wife and I did it uh, for our anniversary this past year, and um, we only stayed, we only spent uh, one night there. Um, and it's not cheap, by the way. It's it's you you pay for it, um, but they've got a great restaurant right there. And like I said, biking a lot of fun. They have a great saltwater pool right there, um, and and the grounds are beautiful. It's just a, a really nice experience that you would never guess is there. So I want to give them a quick little shout out. Um, the only major downside, again, th- that I've said about TR is that it's just uh, not close to some other parts of the upstate. I mapped downtown TR to Costco, which if you've listened to the show, you know I'm a big fan of Costco, um, which is on the the far edge of Woodruff Road. And not the, not the, not it, actually the, the end of Woodruff Road that's closer to, to TR. Um, and it said it was a 34 minute drive at 5 p.m. So that is not great having to drive and and honestly I would if I guessed it's probably gonna take longer than that this time of year um but if you're not a big shopper and you love outdoor stuff and the mountains TR is a great option and it's been a very popular uh, destination for a lot of people for the past uh five to ten years uh next on the list here Piedmont and Powdersville the median price point in Piedmont and Powdersville for the past year was 200. 97,000 with a low of 33,000. I don't know what that was. Uh, that was probably a shack um, and a high of $2 million. Now, uh, Piedmont, kind of like what Greer is with Greenville and, and Spartanburg, Piedmont is half in Greenville County and half in Anderson County with the Saluda River dividing between the two. Um, and the Greenville County side tends to be a lot more expensive than the Anderson County side, although it varies. Um, and as you've already heard, I said the median was 297000 so that's a decent chunk below what the Greenville median is, which has, um, at least as of this recording, um, because I don't yet, as of this recording, have the December numbers, uh, which will be for November. Um, as of this recording, the, the median is still hovering above $300,000 for Greenville County as a whole. Um, now... Piedmont used to be a honestly a, a very depressed area with a lot of distressed housing, but it has improved quite a bit in recent years. Um, and my understanding is that there are significant plans for improving downtown Piedmont and making it somewhat of a destination, but it's not quite there yet. Um, if you're going into downtown Piedmont, um, really the the only thing I can think of that you would do is kayaking in the Saluda River and. Um, there is a company that offers kayak rentals in that area. Um, that's really the primary thing that you would would be doing that I can think of right now. But in the future, um, there's a mill there. I uh, I understand that, that the mill has been sold to a developer and they're planning to, to do some cool stuff with it. So I feel like uh, that is great for Piedmont as a whole. Um, there's not a lot of great options for grocery stores unless you're in the Powdersville section of the city, uh, which has a little drag with several chain restaurants and stores. Um, and, and so Powdersville is the part of Piedmont you want to live in if you need convenience to uh, chain restaurants and stores. Uh, there also aren't a ton of park options. Like I mentioned, um, you get into downtown Piedmont, there's uh, you know some areas where you can hop into the Saluda River in a kayak. You don't want to swim in there. Um, I don't think that that water is safe for swimming. <laughs> don't do it. Um, but um, this in general 
is why Piedmont is cheaper than much of the upstate. You have to drive to get uh, to various amenities. Um, but unlike Traverse Rest, where you also oftentimes have to drive to some of these amenities and, and some parts of Simpsonville and whatnot, Piedmont, I'm not trying to, to trash on Piedmont at all, but it just kind of lacks some of the beauty of some of these other rural areas of the upstate to make up for the uh, the fact that it's kind of parts of it are out in the middle of nowhere. People are not going to Piedmont because it's like, oh, this is so beautiful. There's mountains and all of that. It does not have that. Um, now, I do think that some of that is coming. Like I said, there is becoming more of a focus on Piedmont. It's becoming more of an interesting location for a lot of people, for developers. Um, so I think in the future that there is some good potential there, but it hasn't yet hasn't yet gotten there. Um, however, Piedmont does have one very, very big thing going for it, and that is the Wren schools have won multiple awards over the years, and that has been a major driver of development and traffic in this area. So a lot, I get a lot of people that are like, hey, I'm interested in the Wren School District. Um, that has really helped Piedmont, um, and that's something that you can look into if, if you're interested in schools. Um, but overall, I don't know many people who start out wanting specifically to go to Piedmont, but some people find that it's a really affordable way to get into the upstate, right? If you're on a tight budget, um, Piedmont could be a good option for you to just get into the upstate, maybe build some equity. This is probably an area that's going to rapidly uh, appreciate, if I had to guess, because that tends to be what happens. Typically, the, the cheaper areas of the upstate appreciate at a more rapid rate than the more expensive areas. And so that's likely to happen in the Piedmont area. And then it's kind of a way to get your foot in the door in the upstate, maybe a few years from down the road, sell and then go somewhere maybe that, that you would prefer to go to. Um, but I think ultimately I'm very bullish about Piedmont long term because I see that, that there's been a lot of changes the past four to five years in that area. And I know that more changes are coming. So I think it's going to be a great place in the upstate uh, for years to come. Moving on from Piedmont Powdersville, um, I feel like we need to talk about Easley. Um, Easley isn't a part of Greenville County, but it's very, very close. I mean, it, it butts right up against Greenville uh, proper. So, and and it's a large enough area that I think it's worth bringing up, but although I'm not going to spend a ton of time on Easley. Um, the median price point in Easley was 296000 with a low of 50000 a high of $1.325 million. Um, now, generally speaking, people that want to move to Easley want to be in the country. Um, it is cheaper than Greenville. As I already said, the median was 296000 but it doesn't have anywhere near the amenities that Greenville has. Um, outside of downtown Easley, it's almost entirely rural. Um, and for a lot of people, that's what appeals to them. A lot of people want to keep Easley rural. There's an, a big anti-development movement going on right now in Easley. Uh, people... Are, are kind of tired of developers coming in and, and putting in subdivisions. Um, and so, uh, and, and quite frankly, you know, I'm saying that, and it's kind of crazy to say because I don't feel like there are that many subdivisions in Easley, but there's enough that has freaked out people uh, over the years. Um, now, downtown Easley has a cute main street and then another drag just south of it where you can find your main big box shopping options. So in and near downtown Easley itself, uh, you have some uh, some good 
shopping options. When you get into the rural areas of Green uh, of Easley, it's going to take you a little bit of time. But again, nobody is moving to a rural area of Easley thinking, oh, um, I'm going to get convenient shopping. That Nobody is moving to Easley unless they want to be kind of in a more rural area, uh, generally speaking. Easley is a little closer to Clemson than Greenville is. Um, and if you know anything about Clemson sports, that's the closest thing the upstate has to uh, professional sports franchise. We do not have a professional sports team anywhere, but Clemson is pretty close to it in terms of uh, fan excitement, in terms of, of quality of uh, sports experiences, etc. Um, obviously, Clemson football and basketball are both huge if you know anything about sports. So if you want to attend events like that, Easily is not very far, relatively speaking, from Clemson. So that brings it some appeal. Now, similar to Piedmont, Easley um, is a great option for those who want to move to the upstate but can't necessarily find what they want in their price range. Um, or, of course, as I've already mentioned, for those who prefer to be in a more rural area. What Easley offers that Piedmont doesn't, besides the much better shopping options and things to do, as I've already mentioned with, with the Main Street and, and the drag south of Main Street, um, is that Easley does have some really beautiful mountainous areas, particularly as you get further north. I already referenced this in, in the part about Traveler's Rest. Well, Easley, I don't think that Easley goes all the way up to uh, to the North Carolina border, but it, it goes very far north, and there are some really, really beautiful parts of northern Easley uh, that if you're into uh, seeing mountain views and whatnot, that's a great option uh, to go to. Um, now, last but not least, and I'm only going to mention this in passing because I do cover this area as a realtor, um, but I'm but we're not going to discuss it in detail as Spartanburg. Um, Spartanburg, uh, both the city and the county, has a lot of great places to live, a lot of great neighborhoods, a lot of uh, great things to do in downtown Spartanburg. And I generally tend to think of Spartanburg, particularly the, the city of Spartanburg, as about 15 to 20 years behind downtown Greenville. And that's, but uh, the, the good thing about it is that it's not just stuck there. So that like 10 years from now, it's going to be 25 to 30 years behind Greenville. No, I see it keeping up with downtown Greenville and the city of Greenville in a sense. It's just it's just kind of permanently 15 to 20 years behind, but it's staying that way. As Greenville improves, Spartanburg is also improving. And there are some really great things to do in downtown Spartanburg for those uh, that want to do that. And there are some really great suburban areas of downtown Spartanburg. Um I'm just not going to cover this because this show is called Selling Greenville for a Reason, but I do cover Spartanburg within my scope, within my scope as a realtor, and I have even bought and sold homes for myself that I've flipped and whatnot over the years in Spartanburg, and so I'm very familiar with the area. So I want to make sure that uh, you guys know that I'm not just leaving Spartanburg out because I hate on Spartanburg. No, I love Spartanburg. Um, has a lot of great things to offer. I just had to draw the line somewhere for the show. I mean, we could have got, gotten into areas of, of Pickens and Lake Kiwi and and all these uh, all these other areas, but I'm I felt the need to uh, to stick to the areas that I did. Uh, so that's it. That's it for this episode. That's it for the little mini series overviewing the various areas of the Upstate. I hope this was helpful for you guys, um, and I appreciate all of you, my listeners. 
If you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs, my contact information is in the show notes. And I'd appreciate if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify that you leave a rating, five-star rating, leave a short little review. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss future episodes. And we will talk again next time.